Welcome to Burnside at Home for Sunday the 15th of May. This is a pre-record of the service which will take place on Sunday at 11am in Burnside. And do remember that you're very welcome to come and join with us now. Uh, restrictions have been lifted, uh, so no masks or registration is required. Uh, if you do want to sit at a social distance, you can come in and ask to be seated on the left-hand side of the building. And if you don't want uh, the social distancing, then you can sit on the right-hand side of the building. Our bowling club continues on Thursday evenings. Prayer meeting continues on Wednesday mornings. And we're hoping to organise a drop-in on a Wednesday morning uh, during the month of June. And if you'd be willing to take part in that, uh, then please come along this incoming Wednesday at a quarter to 11 and we will discuss what takes place. So let's worship God together. And this week we're beginning a new series uh, looking at Paul's letter to the Philippians, finding joy right here, discovering how we can be the church right here and uh, where we're seated in Port Stewart and how we can live as citizens of heaven here. Uh, Paul tells us, so this is my prayer, that your love will flourish and that you will not only love much but well. Learn to love appropriately. You need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere and intelligent, not sentimental gush. Live a lover's life, circumspect and exemplary. A life that Jesus will be proud of, bountiful of fruits from the soul, making Jesus Christ attractive to all, getting everyone involved in the glory and praise of God. So let's begin our time together in prayer. Let us pray. Lord God Almighty, we thank you and we praise you that you are the living God. And we come into your presence this day, Lord, asking that you would speak to us from your word and challenge us, Lord, as we seek to be your disciples. We thank you, Lord, for all of your goodness to us. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings that we've received. We thank you, Lord, for one another and the bonds that bind us together as your disciples. And Lord, we thank you that you have called us into your service here in Port Stewart. We pray, Lord, that as we live as citizens of heaven here on earth, that we might know your joy and that we might find joy right here where we are living and that we might be ready to go out into this world and to tell others about you and to bring others closer to you. Lord God, we pray uh, for peace and for your grace for those who do not know you at this time, that you would draw them to you and that they would find faith. We pray, Lord, that we might share in your grace today. And we pray, Lord, that we might enter into a partnership with you in the gospel. That as you are reaching out to this world, Lord, so we might do the same. We ask, Lord, that your love may abound among us. That we might grow in knowledge and depth of insight. That we might be able to discern what is best and that we'd be pure and blameless until the day of your return. Lord, fill us with the fruit of righteousness that comes through our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of you. Amen. 
We're going to read together from uh, Philippians and today we're going to be looking at verses 1 to 11 and do remember that right throughout the week we have short little devotional videos uh, looking in a little bit more detail at these verses and some of the things that we weren't able to cover on Sunday. So let's read together Philippians 1 verses 1 to 11. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart. For whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Amen. So I want to ask today, how do you find a church? Well, it's relatively easy to find a building. There are numerous church buildings in our town and surrounding area, but we all know that church is not the building. So where do we find the people who are the church? Again, relatively easy on a Sunday. Whenever there's a service, we can simply go to one of the buildings and there we will find the church. But what about the rest of the week? How do we find believers? What do they look like? What do they do? What do they say? Paul has a similar problem the first time that he goes to the city of Philippi. He has a vision and he is prompted by the Holy Spirit to travel to Macedonia to preach the gospel. And as he travels through Macedonia, he ends up in Philippi, which is a large Roman colony. And there he looks for the believers. And he finds a group of women who are meeting to pray on the Sabbath down by the river. He speaks to these women and Lydia's heart is opened and she believes. She is the first convert in Philippi. Then she is followed or then Paul is followed around the streets by a young slave girl who has a spirit of divination. She keeps calling out to people, telling them that this is a man of God. And Paul casts out the spirit and her owners are not happy. And he and Silas end up in prison for causing trouble for the owners of the girl. It's while in prison that they meet the next convert, the jailer. It's midnight, they're singing hymns when there is an earthquake. And the jailer is about to fall on his sword, thinking that the prisoners have escaped. And the jailer asks then how he can be saved, and he and his family are baptised. 
So where does Paul find the church? Well, down by the river. He finds the church around the streets. He finds the church in the jail. And this is where the church needs to be. And Paul is writing to this young church. And as he starts his letter, we get a few clues as to what we should be like if we are to be part of the church of Jesus Christ. So let's listen in and see what Paul has to say to this church. But just as importantly, find out what he is saying to us as a church today. So if we're going to be part of the body of Jesus Christ here on earth, then, first of all, we should be partnering in the gospel. This is Paul's experience in Philippi. And now he writes to the church, and as he writes, he remembers this partnership that they have. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. The gospel, you see, was not just something that Paul did when he was in town. The gospel was a partnership that they all shared. Paul had preached. They had responded. They were bound together because of the gospel. But when Paul left, and probably even while Paul was still with them, They lived their lives in light of the gospel. They shared that gospel with others. This was how the church grew, when people heard and saw the gospel and then came along. It is a partnership. It is what binds a church together. We have a goal of sharing the good news, of seeing others come to faith. And when we lead someone to faith, there's a bond that is hard to break. There's an enthusiasm that is hard to quench and an an excitement that is hard to dampen. We need to be partners in the gospel. They're very closely linked to this. We see from Paul that to be part of the church, we need to be sharing God's grace. Paul has a real love for this church in Philippi. And he says in verses 7 and 8, It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart. For whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. God's grace is what we all have in common as members of the church of Jesus Christ. God's grace is what strengthens the partnership we have in the gospel. Not one of us here deserves this grace. It's, after all, undeserved. It's unmerited. In fact, we really deserve the opposite of grace. Grace is God's favour, and we truly deserve his wrath and his punishment. But instead, he responds to us with grace. We receive God's favour and blessing whenever we do not deserve it. And we are all in the same boat. If we've trusted in Jesus Christ, then we share in his grace. When we come together, we then realise the grace we have has been shown. And we should then want to share it with others. 
It's human nature, of course, to ignore God's grace, to assume that we deserve what we receive. And problems arise in the church when we take blessing for granted and leave grace out of our relationships. A number of times someone comes to me to tell me what someone else has said or what something what someone has done to them. And I just think to myself, where is the grace in all of that? And where's the grace in the one who's complaining? We are to share in God's grace as we partner in the gospel. The third sign of being part of the church builds again on what has gone before. We are to be praying for love. When we realise that we are all sharing in God's grace, then we will also want to share God's love. And we want to see God's love in the lives of others. This is what Paul says, and we read it at the beginning of the service. This is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. Whenever we're part of a church, it should be our desire to see more of God's love, to know more of his love in our lives, but then also to share more of his love with others. It's great to be able to meet together each Sunday and sing of God's love, but it is also important that we find ways to take God's love out from this building, into the community and share it with others. Strangely enough, it is when we share God's love with others that we appreciate it more and experience it more ourselves. As we love others, we get to know the one who is love. And as we love others, we realise how much God loves us. There are so many in our society who do not know of his love. The only love that they have ever known has taken advantage of them and left them broken. Whereas we know one who allowed himself to be broken, to have his body broken so that his love could repair and restore. The fourth thing then that we see from Paul's prayer that is essential to being part of the church is that we should be filling with Christ every day. Paul prays for love so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Paul, you see, sees the church as a community that is ready for the return of Christ. And that involves us being filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes from Jesus Christ. Each day we need to be filled with Jesus, ready to take him wherever we go. Imagine our lives like a glass and Jesus as the water poured into the glass. Pour just a little bit of water into the bottom of the glass and you can carry the glass about all day and you'll have no problems with it. Half fill the glass and you'll have to be careful as you move about in case you spill some. But if you fill the glass to the brim, then you will not be able to move it without spilling water wherever you go. So as Christians, we are to be filled with Jesus, filled to the brim, filled to overflowing, so that wherever we go, we are leaving Jesus behind. 
There can be no mistaking that he is part of our lives. And as we jostle, as we bump into others, as we go about our business, there's a trail of Jesus wherever we go. So now we know what to look for. How can we be this type of church? Well, we can go out of here and share grace and love wherever we go. But here's just one very practical way to live like this. There are so many houses around us and many people do not know our saviour. We've something really valuable to offer to others. Those who are lonely and on their own. Those who are hurting and cannot find a solution. So we're going to open up our halls on a Wednesday morning and invite people to drop in and join us. We're going to be church in our community and share the good news. If you'd like to be part of this, then I invite you to come and join us as we make plans this Wednesday, quarter to 11. We'll see who comes along and what we can organise. We need people who are willing to make a cuppa. We need people who are just willing to come along and, and sit down and have a chat. We need people who are willing to help set up and clear away. And we pray that we might be a river where people can meet and hear the life-changing gospel message. So let's find joy right here and let's be church right here so let's pray together heavenly father help us to be salt and light in this community help us lord to reach out with your good news and invite others to come and know you as savior lord show us the way we pray And now we pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit would be with us all both now and forevermore. Amen.